Bible says the message of the cross is foolishness. 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 Foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. This is Brian Sumner with the Foolishness Podcast, and we are, what, 60 or so episodes in. This has been an amazing journey. Thank you for jumping in. But, you know, amidst the joy and the peace and the fun, there's also chaos right now. There's craziness right now. I know that's always going on in the world, but just the other day as I was thinking, who will I interview? Who will I chat with this week? A good friend of mine, someone that I've only hung out with a few times, but nonetheless, I've watched his life unfold through social media. That's how we do it nowadays. And so I believe it was the Lord just pricking my heart, the Holy Spirit saying, get a hold of this gentleman, have some fellowship. And my goal today as I invite on a good friend is that we would hear about what he's seeing in Long Beach. He's a pastor. He's been involved in so much ministry tied to things the mayor's doing, the city is doing, the police force is doing. Someone I know is going to encourage me. So, Pastor Gregory Saunders, how you doing? You. Man, I, I've learned over these last couple of weeks, it is perfectly okay to say I'm not well. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of times as Christians, we like to fluff it up with I'm blessed and highly favored. And, yeah. I, and all of that's real. <laughs> yeah. So we're at a time yeah. where we got to deal with the core of our emotions that's mm-hmm. really so that authentic healing can occur. Yeah. And really get to that place of forgiveness. But I first have to acknowledge, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling. I'm really grieving. Yeah. And so um, this is a deep grief. Um, and, uh, um, you know, we were coming out of COVID season yeah. then, we, then we went right into Aubrey, um, COVID season created a grief in us all because it was yeah. the death of our freedom. Mm-hmm. And we literally watched just this, you know, uh, Aubrey get, you know, slain, gunned down Yeah, and that, you know, hurt. And now when we watch our young brother Floyd, I know, you know, present grief always invites past grief to join it. Yeah. We're keeping so now track. It opened up. Yes. It opened up 1992, the LA riots and, and, uh, you know, we're, you know, this whole cycle yeah. of ki- of kill, yep. burn, repeat, you know, the cycle of kill, yeah. burn stuff, repeat. So that's a long answer of saying, you know, <laughs> I feel, I, I feel at times like encouraged, yeah, man, I really, my heart is just wrenched. Well, even as we talk today, you know, I hear your voice immediately. What are you doing, man of God? What's going on? And I'm just like, here we go. And I'm like, how are you? And you were like, well, Brian, honestly, brother Brian, you're like, it's draining right now. It's emotional. And here's the thing is we do project these ways to live. Hey, we're going to live here, have this wife, have these kids, have this family. Generally, that kind of works out. But you go back three months. I heard someone just the other day, and I even said this on a prior card, uh, podcast, that I go outside now just to see where we are in the book of Revelation. <laughs> you know, and that sounds funny, but yeah. I couldn't imagine. Has there ever been a time when we've been locked up? That's psychological. And then obviously for you, because you're, I mean, you got to be what, in your late 30s or what? Yeah. <laughs> that, I'm coming on this show every week. I'm actually 60. <laughs> wow. That's it. Well, I know when we just talked, I'm like, you got the Fanta hat on. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you got the Rugrats hoodie. My head, you know, this is cover up. But yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a bargain shopper. So if I see it, yeah. it's five bucks, I jump on it and sweatshirt. I'm just, you know. But just so people can know, even our interaction, I got invited to speak at the mission and the prayer breakfast in Long Beach. I mean, Long Beach has been a central mainstay of influence on the West Coast, whether you say it's from rap back in the day, whether you have amazing basketball players, whether you have skate culture, um, you're in the midst of it, all of it, football players. And we met at a time where I was preaching a sermon speech to encourage them. You're there in the suit and tie and more of the- I was receiving an award that day. An award. And what was the award for? Um, um, kind of community person of the year or something, uh, you know, kind of community person of the year. Okay. Something like that. And I feel so bad because I love my rescue mission and we work very (laughs) intimately together, but I just, you know, I I just can't remember. Those are just words, but what it, what it said to me is this gentleman who I just met has put decades of time into the streets of Long Beach. I mean, we're sitting at a table with, you know, whether it's the chief of police or this guy or that guy, you guys all know each other because you're Long Beach. And so 
I literally, the room I'm looking into now is I just thought like, man, there's so much going on. I know we see each other online. You're always in the streets. Right. You're always doing ministry. I look to a person like that who's living it to give me more feedback of, hey, what do you think about this or that? So I just right. thought in the midst of this, what is literally going on? Because this kicks in. Last week, we had a protest in Huntington. Protests yeah. are meant to be peaceful. It was pretty peaceful, but it was going to get rowdy. But for your end in Long Beach, it literally went crazy, right? What, what right. took place? Right. And I always like to operate from a place of clarity. Yeah. The protesters have operated honorably. Amen. Many of them extremely peaceful. I mean, we, mm. protesting is our constitutional right to invoke, invoke changes outside the ballot box. Yeah. With our voice, yeah. with our presence, with our energy. What happens is almost every protest is, um, uh, is invaded by parasitic spirits. Yeah. Parasites yeah. who want to attach themselves to the masses, not because they're there to grieve or honor yeah. or um, support, but because if they know that the attention of law enforcement is with the masses, and then the parasites kind of break off into yep. their own directions. Into the dark, down the, the streets. Shooting, you know, the plan. Who travels with a crowbar? Yeah. I, I haven't even seen a crowbar in 50 years. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I tiled the floor recently, and that was the last time I seen it a couple yes. months ago, but before that. But yeah. I want to applaud the protesters for Amen. operating in their constitutional capacity. Yeah. That's what we need to do. First Amendment, right. Yeah. Yes. Let us know what you're thinking. We want to hear. Right. Here they right. come down my street. Guys, what did someone do? Yes. Right. But. Right. But it was a parasite. Yeah. The, the, the problem, you know, kind of um, connoisseurs who their yeah. whole intention, they, they, they don't even know who George Floyd is, except for yeah. me, but they know I have an opportunity to now strike and the police aren't going to, you know, mm -hmm. do anything to engage me because they're busy focusing on the thousands. And so factions broke off. Yeah. And they went into various directions knowing that we can't cover all the directions simultaneously. So yeah, five or 10 I, break off down one yes, street. You, yes, you can start right. a fire or break right. something. You Which know, is another distraction, right? Yeah. So that took place in Long Beach. That, that was the suit warehouse. It was a suit warehouse literally on the corner of seventh and pine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, but what it becomes is a, a, an amazing drain on our yeah. resources. Yeah. No, they, we go into a code in every city where no officer gets off time. Uh, if you're on vacation, you're coming in, mm -hmm. your shifts have been extended. Now the overtime for police is costing the city millions. Yeah. Every city. Yeah. And most police departments are probably already 50 to 60% of the city budget. So then when you add this overtime, yeah. And it begins to drain our city resources. I mean, you're breaking the system. You're breaking. And now, and here's the thing I'm hearing everyone say, they're almost afraid to say anything because whatever they say is going to be judged in some context. But so for those who might even be around the world and listening, guys, there's basically what's deemed as terrorist groups now. And, you know, I look at America, like I came here, I came in legally and I had a skateboard career. I got my, had kids. I want to work hard. I want to pay taxes. I see the work you're doing. Hopefully I'm living up to what I believe my faith says. I see this, but there's another generation that says, we don't really care about this. We want to overthrow everything. We want to sabotage it. So sadly, the real reality was that George Floyd did die. Two white police officers, an Asian police officer, maybe Asian, partially Caribbean, black. That's not the point. The point is that this man died. And so now it's been heightened to the forefront. And whether people say this is media or not, yeah. Even when we post, posted, you know, the black square yesterday, some yeah. people are like, well, you know, you're getting sucked into the game. I go, look, if mm, just my posting this, you know what I mean? Like, and I get it. Other countries might not realize how political things are, whether they're for Trump or Biden or whatever. That's right. beside my point as a believer. God knows who's in office. But right. if by me sharing that, that post or by us having this conversation, my black friends, Hispanic friends, Latino, I mean, am I even... I joke, but am I even white anyway? I mean, this whole color thing is crazy to begin with, you know, and we can unpack that. But just by right. our doing anything, lets them know that we're for all people and we're loving. Right. As you said, and I like that, Tim, the parasites come out, they smash stuff, they break stuff. So 
your city was actually demolished almost as far as fires, things smashed. Was there any deaths or was anything that crazy? Well, or? There was no reported deaths as, uh, deaths as a result of the parasitic uh, uh, yeah. um, um, participation or the, 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 um, the legitimate protesters. Okay. And, and, and often what happens is the news, uh, will, 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 the news coverage is slightly thin. Yeah, I believe that was the only building burned, um, but there were multiple buildings looted. Yeah, and so that was, I think, the greatest devastation to our city is the millions of dollars that retailers, yeah. uh, and also people have to remember when you when you when you loot and you cause a building to have to shut down and be boarded up, that's people's livelihood. Yeah, that's their jobs. When you when you when you break yeah. into a CVS and they have to shut down. Well, where are the grandmothers going to get their medication? That you is know? what I've heard. And that's, that's not, that's not people pro. Here's the thing. Let's say you said, no. Brian, I'm coming down here. Something tragic happened in Long Beach. Heaven forbid it happens in Huntington. Would you lock arm in arm and, and do this? And if our police felt here's a protest, they've told us what it is. We just want to walk up and down the street for an hour or two, thousand people, police be aware for the, the random hooligans. They're good with right. that. But the right. problem is now that this has been heightened where you're seeing people run into car dealerships and steal $100,000 cars, yeah. set Aston Martins on fire. I did right. see a video this morning since I knew we were talking. I go, I at least want to gather some of the groundwork <laughs> outside of what we know. A black lady comes out of her shop and she's like, all oh, you black kids. And she's like, you I think you're about Black Lives Matter? And she goes, I'm black. You destroyed the place I work. I bit. own this. Yes. And she's like, why don't you just come out here and choke me? And, yes. and, and, what, and, and this is exactly what we're fir- affirming is that we're against the death of George Floyd. We're against the oppressiveness of anyone. Whether that was racist or not, we're going to have to ask that cop when he goes on trial. It's still brutality. So we're going to sum it up and say, Let's do all of this better. But so now your, your city's going through it. The problem I've seen is Huntington anyway is kind of generally white. You know, like even our church meetings, I remember one of the guys in our church, Aaron, God bless him. He's an accountant. He's a black belt in jujitsu. And he's like, man, how do we, because we have a lot of Hispanics that come. He goes, how do we get more black people? Yeah. You know, and, and they're like, well, the statistics are we don't have as many right. in the community. In the community, right. But so what happens is when they come down to protest, I don't mean black people. I mean, yeah. a lot of the white kids, even Hispanics, yeah. everything. Yeah. Huntington thinks this is going to be a riot. So then they're saying, guys, you can protest, but once you start smashing stuff, so you've yep. got buildings boarded up. You've got people hearing what's happening in Long Beach. Now it's become this kind of Huntington so white. And I'm like... And I'm just looking at my life going, I don't even know people that are, and and let me just do this to help us get on it. And then you just download and take over. But I'm going to be as naive as I can be because here's my view of all this. We talked about this on the phone. You know, as a kid, I'm watching End of the Dragon. There's Bruce Lee and Jim Kelly. Chinese guy, white guys, black guys. This is just the world. Likewise, I'm watching all these other movies, Game of Death. Probably one of your your idols, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm growing up to, you know, Michael Jackson, Mike Tyson, and the Fresh Prince. I grew up in Liverpool, England, where everywhere you go, you've got Indian, you've got Muslim, very few Christians, you've got white, you've got black. To me, this idea of racism was, it was unheard of. Aside from my white um, friend who married a black gentleman and her sons would all shout the dumbest things you could imagine each other. I never even seen it when I came to America. And I began to hear about the middle of the country and I realized how stupid slavery and you have things like the KKK. I mean, you, yeah. and those people have even attempted to claim they're Christian. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Then you look back in the past and hear that there was even slavery in England. And fortunately it was a white guy, you know, William Wilberforce to help abolish it. <laughs> he did so well for so many years, but here it is poking its ugly head out for you, that's kind of my story where I'm like, hey, I don't really get this. But for you, were you born in Long Beach or, or did you no. see this? Go, did you see this growing up? I mean, like you said, yes. yeah, just help me understand okay. for okay. how you got to where you are, you okay. know. And I have ADHD. So I just want to let me just I want to just <laughs> just really emphasize one kind of component. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 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 you know, in the Bible, it says when when the, when when the. Uh, um, 
when the Joshua and the elders in the Old Testament they yeah. slept with the fathers. When they died, it was they slept with the fathers, you know, yeah. the fathers. But and it was a peaceful, you know, you had the sensation, a sense that it, okay, they just dozed off and they're done, you know, they're now yeah. you know, <laughs> this, out of this realm into their heavenly realm. Yeah. And and and, and George, um, George didn't die. Yeah. He was murdered. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the language. We yeah. That's embrace. what we need to hear. He was yeah, killed. He, he was die. murdered. If he wasn't at he a was knee on his back, he would be murdered. alive today. Yeah. It's an in. It's called an in custody death hmm. because he was in custody at the time. Yeah. Handcuffed on the ground, and this man who yeah. was a white man. Yep. You know, viciously sustained his yeah. knee on his carotid artery in yeah. spite of his pleas, I can't breathe. Yeah. Whenever you hear a man call for his mother, a grown man call for his mother. That's you know, crazy. He, and his mother died a year ago or a year and a half ago. And, and forgive me, all of those that are listening, I don't yeah. know the exact time, but his mother yeah. recently passed. Yeah. And uh, so we just want to call it what it is. You know, it's like, you know, you need like to. Yeah. Yes, we don't like to use the word racism and systemic racism where it yeah. comes to healthcare and education and Amen. employment. Let's talk about incarceration, mass yeah. incarceration. Yeah. Um, black Americans make up less than 13% or 14% of America. Yeah. But we're nearly 60% of the incarcerated. Yeah. yeah. It's not that everybody's a criminal, it's just yeah. these high, you know, incarceration at time is profitable. Some prisons are for yeah. profit. And so for me, to get back to me, I was yeah. actually born in the South. I was okay. born in I was hoping you would say that so you could help, yes. you know, Joe Schmo, who lives in Liverpool. Yeah, if hey, you Liverpool. come from England, yeah, I'm just saying, so they're like, yeah. what does this actually look like? You're born in the South. And just so you know, yes. the guest that was on prior, Black right. Skater, very famous, oh, Ray Barbie, wow. lives in Long Beach. And oh, he wow. even mentioned Ray racism. Ray Barbie, yeah, a good friend of mine, believer. Okay. But he even mentioned racism and he even used, you know, the N word and I left it in the podcast, but okay. even hearing that word, I didn't want to put it in the trailer. You know what I mean? It just makes your, my wife's father, you know, my wife's Italian, um, Native American, Mexican. I remember mm-hmm. hearing someone make a comment to her dad who mm-hmm. just arrived and someone had said, oh, where have you been like picking strawberries? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you the feeling you get when you're insulting the part of someone they have no, you know, there's nothing they can do about it. Right. And that's to say it's still all beautiful. That That's as far as I've ever seen. It's, it's crazy, but yeah. you're born in the South. So yeah, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, not just okay. the South, the heart <laughs> of Jim Crow laws. Wow. The heart of racism. Yeah. The heart of, of, of uh, seeing mm. our, our men and our women mm. um, not only murdered, but, mo- yeah. but, but, um, but um, hung from trees and, and their genitals cut off. You know, remember back in that time, if you even look at a white woman as a black man, it's a wrap. You didn't have to say wow. anything. Wow. You, the mere look, like David. So you have to hold your head she, down. Yeah. Everyone, well, my, thank God my parents, um, my dad was in the Navy yeah. and he moved out to Long Beach. That's what brought us to Long Beach because we had mm-hmm. a thriving naval base. So I left uh, Alabama when I was about maybe three or four. So thank God. Yeah, and then we came here for about a year, and then my dad um, uh, had to report in Honolulu, Hawaii. So we were over there for three years, and then we and you were really back. coming up. You got the California coast, and you yes, got, I got Alabama, you got California. <laughs> but we would always want, you know, it was our our routine every summer. Yeah, my grandfather would all pack us in his Oldsmobile Delta eighty eight and drive back to Alabama. He had fourteen days vacation, and we spent about eight of it on the road, and so wow. um, you know, going and coming, but. When you talk about racism, when you talk yeah. about bigotry, when you talk about hatred, when you talk about um, injustice, yeah. it was the norm. Yeah. And we had very little power. We had yeah. very, very little voice. Yeah. Now, thank God for Dr. King, Malcolm yes. X, and voices like that to begin to get. was a Christian. Martin Luther yes. King is a Christian. Yeah. Absolutely. A pastor, a SCLC, Southern California Leadership Conference. Um, and then voices like Muhammad Ali, which would, yeah. which would just remind <laughs> us of our pride and our identity and mm-hmm. our strength. And even Black Panthers. I don't know if you know who they yeah. are, but they were. Of course, yeah. That really helped enforce yeah. our identity, yeah. our authority. I mean, Rosa Parks, we could go on with everyone. On, absolutely. And, and I, I want you to say this because here's the thing. You're living in a day where there's BET, and obviously if you have um, white entertainment, as much as you could say that's fair, 
a white, the, the white man wasn't enslaved. So you have to start with humility where we're able to say, not that it was me who had slaves or nothing, but right. you are just what you said. That's what I want people to hear is okay. the idea that you would have to keep your head down and not yes. look at another human being already yes. growing up yes. in the streets of Liverpool and people would look at you and you know, it's going to people get into fights a lot or probably the streets of Long Beach. I know where certain areas can be yeah. even downtown Huntington late night times. You don't want to look at someone, but if that's your livelihood, right. what does that make you feel like as a human who's made right. in God's image? So, so you seen all of that. And yes. you didn't have, feel like you had even the, your family for say, did you feel like you experienced it even as a young man, you got to see this, like, this is just normal. Well, my mother and my father yeah. were, and my, and I'd have to give my grandmother, and my grandfather, just the utmost love. We, I just lost my grandmother March 22nd. It was just the, the weekend that we really started shutting down for COVID. Oh, what was she? I mean, that's. She lived to be 100. Nothing killed her. <laughs> she just wore down beautifully. Now she slept. She just went to sleep and didn't wake up. She's like the female Enoch. Yes. She walked with God and God took her. Other than Enoch hasn't died yet. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Wow. Um, But yes, my parents and my grandparents Mm -hmm. were our our coaches, if you will. Yeah. We were trained very early the do's and don'ts about even speaking to other people. Um, And so just at early ages, even coming to California, it it wasn't as bad as the South. Yeah. But it was it was bad even coming to California in the 60s. Yeah. It was still bias and racism and, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of tension. That's why, you know, m- most of us migrated to certain communities yeah. where our cousins were. Together. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So most of that's why they're, they're urban, you know, there's, there's yeah, parts of the Bronx, that, parts of this right, area. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. All of, they all started as families, you know. Yeah. Um, 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 Esau and Jacob, as they migrated, they, they, all <laughs> of the families migrated with them. So yeah. we were trained very early on etiquette, on yeah. racial etiquette and how we as a, as as black wow. children and my yeah. father we never re- we rarely traveled at um during the, you know around during the day when we came out to California my mother and father were very careful to travel at night wow so because at night it was just you know they couldn't really see in the car and it couldn't really see too much and so That's- it was you know I'm just thinking of even the Jackie Robinson movie. I mean, oh, here's yeah, this beautiful that. man. And, and thankfully, you know, whether the gentleman, I forget his name now, who brought him into the team, whether he yeah, was doing I, it because he's seen right. Jackie as such a star or not, obviously, we know, God's sovereign. So that needed to happen. Right. But yeah, right. baseball is competitive. But when you watch that movie, even like you just said, then racial etiquette, yeah. that just seems like... I know. That make you know. There's a few things I said I'll die for, and one if I you know if I was ever a youth pastor, which I won't be now, but to yeah. enter a room where someone was ever doing something to a child, I mean, I'm probably going to end up in prison. It's but even hearing that, like a kid having to you know, so so that's all going on. Obviously, Los Angeles, you've got you know Jimi Hendrix, you've got more movie stars coming around, more things right. happening. It's more accepting. It's cultured. You right. know, the the '60s. But then you are now what? You're traveling around. You're, you're, so are you mostly in Hawaii or you're? No, we, we came from Alabama. We yeah. were for about a year plus. And then my father got deployed. Mm-hmm. To, he first was stationed in Long Beach and he got yeah. deployed to Hawaii. And we were there. My baby brother was born there. He's five years younger than me. And wow. so I think we were in Hawaii three years. And then we came back here and we have not left since. Long Beach has been home by choice. Wow. Ever since then. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm woven into the fabric of our yeah, of system, woven into the fact of our penal system, you know, kind of the fabric of our penal yeah. system. And, and I've really made it a point to, um, my heart has always been to not be a complainer, yeah. but to be an investor in the transformation yeah. of whatever I wanted to complain about. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was my call is that if I want to complain about a system, yeah, I had to first be get into that, <laughs> infiltrate that system and understand that system to yeah. begin to make effective, sustainable change. Yeah, not be the coach, be a player. Right. So, and I, that and was a player in the right sense, you know. I know it was the Moses and, theory yeah. for a yeah, while he yeah. was with the people, then he was yeah. in front of the people, and then he went above the people. So yeah. those times you and I will be right in the middle of it. Yeah, then we'll have to step out and kind of leave. And then there's time where we'll watch the movement, you know, we'll yeah. sit back and go, okay, 
you know, it's finally, you know, changed. Well, kind of like right, right now, like what is actually, like you were saying, you're probably drained because you're like, Lord, tell me what I should be doing. You've got all these things you've experienced growing up and it's not a bias. It's just, this is typical. And the danger for me is this. And, I, and, you know, we can talk about that in a second, but you just see some of these Hollywood stars and maybe they adopted, you know, an Asian or a black child. And so they're like, how will we ever get through this? And they'll be out in the streets showing their kids this. And I go, for one, this is not what you need to be doing. You need to be sheltering them. But now if their kids or my kids or whoever's kids are going to be raised looking at each other this way, I mean, this is literally the time to really have a revolution where then for, for the black man, the black woman, for the whatever ethnicity, they don't think they have to go above and beyond. Because like when I said, when I see BET, I'm like, good. When yes. I see Muhammad Ali, I mean, Muhammad Ali was on my list of a load of people I was going to list. And, and I told you this earlier, one of my favorite movies, The Last Dragon. I mean, yeah. Barry Gordy, it's all, if you want to put it on, I can, I can claim every word in the whole thing, but I'm saying... <laughs> My generation was just raised like, no, we don't see this. But here in America, there's a potential you can still love Michael Jordan or respect Kobe or whatever. But there's still, and this is really the heart of it, as someone raised or in Long Beach as you're getting older, have you seen racism still existing? Whether you today? see it directly today or in a way that's kind of controlling and manipulating. You know, do you still feel it, you think? Or are you getting closer in a in a city that's that's as eclectic as long beach i'd say like i feel like liverpool there's there's a moving beyond that that maybe the rest of the world doesn't get you know i often say that there is that the racist racism swings on a pendulum mm -hmm. there's an extreme yeah and then there's a subtle yep and the extreme we still see very regularly yeah with even videos where a white person will be angry at a black person and yeah. immediately start hurling the n-words yeah 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 and, you know and so and then there's like it's just telling person. someone to f off or just calling them a dork or something now you're right. saying something that's right you, you definitely you're using <laughs> the n-word and you're using <laughs> it with a venom you know with a venom attached to it but then the pendulum will swing to the the uh, passive aggressive races who is you know they're they're very <laughs> nice to you they're very you know welcoming <laughs> to you but behind the scenes, yeah. you know, they have bias. Mm. And one thing about it, all of us have a bias. Yeah. Every one of us has a bias to yeah. something or someone. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see that pendulum swing to where, you know, you may not even know that you're dealing with someone that has a bias yeah. until a critical moment or a defining moment occurs mm. where either there's a disagreement or a direction, you know, a directional yeah. differentiation, or then you start hearing the subtle bias. Um, and, and we yeah. see that at the mindsets they've taken on or something. Like, oh, well, this is typical. This is what I expected. Right. Or, okay. Right. Even in our educational system, we have a very good educational system, but why are black children suspended mm. at a higher rate than white children? Yeah. You know, yeah. you go into one of our elementary schools or middle schools and mm -hmm. the, the, the office, the counselor's area is always, you know, three to one children that look like me so it's it, it's just really interesting yeah. how this shows up at various levels yeah of every sphere of influence from real estate to banking practices to yeah employment practices to even becoming a police officer huh. it is it's a real struggle for yeah. african-american or black men and women yeah. to get past the background check because the background is where they yeah. begin to filter you out. And many of us yeah. have had made bad decisions, including me, yeah. at a time or two in our lives. Yeah, and I've made bad decisions. I have a record. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. becoming a police officer to, to accurately uh, inter, you know, integrate your community with officers that look like you, we have a thousand police officers. And I work really closely with our police department. Yeah. Absolutely um, 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 enjoy our working relationship because it's productive. Mm -hmm. Not that we just sit around and hold hands. We challenge each <laughs> other to grow, yeah. you know, but we do it together. That's a relationship. Yeah. We still only have about 12% of, of our officers are black out huh. of a thousand. So that's about 120 in a city that's 21 square miles, just about half a million people. Mm -hmm. You know, and I get, I hear the statistics, you know, that almost people can be farmed into areas like certain people are here or there or dad's here or there. Gentrification, yeah. But my point is even in this season, I'm just looking at it and I'm saying, 
you know, I, I, I'd never listened to him before, but even like David Harris, I see, you know, he's a very pro Trump guy. I don't know where anyone sits, but he was just literally talking about his mom being white. And in the season he's trying to wrestle through, she feels like she has to now go out of her way to prove she's not racist because her back's up against the wall. And I know even someone like you, you know, sincere and this humility. And like you're saying, you're trying to live into it. How do we even stop the next generation from not saying, well, Huntington is very white. Or if I go into certain parts of Long Beach, you know, because granted, like you said, people move to certain areas. We have to be able to, and here's, and I'm just thinking out loud. It's like, if I drove up to Portland today with my two kids, are they going to be good to each other the whole time? Probably not. So as much as we can do all that we can right now, the pendulum was even a thought I was having. Not that I understood the way you did, but to some degree, there's always going to be something someone can say or something someone can do and it can blow up. So is there a way we can try and say like, like you're marching tomorrow, right? Through Long Beach. I mean, tell us a little bit about that and then. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to do a peace walk and Mm -hmm. I'm it's extremely excited about it because for the last two weeks, yeah. um, the attention has been um, uh, focused on, or the energy has been focused on the systems. Yeah, you know, police system, our governmental systems, our structure, and you know, policing and all of that fun yeah. stuff. And rightfully so, um, that's what the energy's been. Yeah. But you know, we st- our, our community is still actually the victim. Yeah. Everybody's really yeah. loved on the community. So tomorrow, you know, a number of pastors and Amen. And, uh, and lay and, you know, and, and lead pastors are going to come together. Um, and I tell everybody, if you ever want to know, if you come to America and you want to find the black part of that community, <laughs> just ask them, where is Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard? Because <laughs> it only runs to the black community. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to meet at, at MLK and PCH. And from there, we're going to walk our community and pray and encourage. And we're, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's beautiful when people come and say that they're with you, they love you, but we're yeah. actually very strategic about demonstrating our love. We have $25 grocery cards and gas cards yeah. that we're going to give them. We just, you know, as we, as we see households, we're going to bless them with a yeah. gift card. Yeah. We gift cards so that we're not just telling you we love you and we're yeah, yeah. here for you. We're giving you a token of our love. Because so love is you, an action. Yeah. Absolutely. Because many times with the, when they burned when they burned down the CVS, well now again, where's grandmother gonna get her she might have to drive another five miles. Well, Which is a lot for grandma. Yeah. Here's a little something extra to help you get there. Mm-hmm. And here's a little extra grocery money because COVID had had um had um have you know re- um, reduced a lot of incomes? People were getting laid off, and people were you know yeah. losing their jobs or being put on part time and having yeah. unemployment. So we just want to be a blessing. We don't just want to say we love you. Yeah, we want to demonstrate. So we're doing that on Friday, and we're super, super, super excited. Uh, and you have a good eclectic group of pastors. You got Hispanic, Latino, yes. white, Our, everything. The Long Beach Ministers Alliance looks like the city. Hey, amen. It looks like so that because our communities are, are slightly more diverse now. So we're going to have Cambodian families. We're going to have black families. We're going to have wow. Hispanic families. And and so that's kind of the, the makeup of this one area. Yeah, and so we yeah. want to be able to speak to them all, say hello to them all, pray for yeah. them all in uh, whatever language is yeah. their, 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 their native language. So, yeah, there's a church. Bless people. Yeah, well, that's, you know, there's a church plant that a friend of mine did years ago out of our church, Rock Harbor. They have a church called The Garden in Long Beach. Oh, and they're, they're in very. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they're. My brothers. Yeah. They so, him, tomorrow. That's what I was thinking because, you know, yeah. I mean, a friend of mine, Chad Tim Tim, I don't even actually know what ethnicity he would be, but yeah. I know he's an elder there. And a lot of my friends go there. I mean, so wow. actually, a guy I grew up with, Jeff Rowley, who's, you know, as scouse sounding as I am from Liverpool lives in, I mean, skaters just, they love Long Beach. You know, Huntington was the kind of skate Mecca back in the day, but they kind of shut it all down. But I've been making the point that to skaters, even the idea of racism is so foreign because I go to a skate park. Who is there? Everyone. And I tell politicians, not that I've seen any lately, but I'm saying go to the skate park then, you know, you become Christians and you're like, okay, it's not about the color of our skin. <laughs> I made this point prior, but I was, I was looking at this last night as well. But even Adam being called Adam, many theologians kind of battle over, 
it, it means red in general. And is that term because the color of his skin? And I, I'd heard a term I'd never heard before, middle brown. And theologian oh, wow. says, yeah. And that's what my friend said today. They were saying that, is this the color Adam would have had and Eve, whatever it was, because if you go from Adam through to Noah, here's the flood, everyone's gone. He's got the three boys, you know, Ham, Shem, Japheth. Yeah. They, I mean, and so you married a black lady, right? Unfor- I mean, not unfortunately, but yeah. actually my wife does not look like me. Okay. What, what's your wife? She's white. Yeah. So she, okay. So, so there, there she is. So here's my point. Even having a white wife, you've never gave, even your wife's never given birth to a child that looked Asian, right? Nope. Never. And, and for me and my wife, like I said, is um, native and Mexican and all this other whatever I am. So what that says is you have Adam, whatever color he was all the way down the flood. Here's Noah's sons. The only people left on the planet, whether you're a believer or not, listen, and you all believe in the epic Gilgamesh or whatever. Even scientists say we came through one woman that we didn't all evolve supposedly at the same time. No, we're made in God's image. And what that means is if this is true, the grandsons of Noah one must have looked Chinese. One must have been slightly darker. One must have been whatever. And even if you go, those YouTube heads, go on YouTube today and you'll see even Chinese dynasty, they say their language comes from the ancient Hebrew. Mm. So believers like you and me, I'm saying, when I see you or you see me or I look to Bruce Lee or I see whoever you want to say, we're all brothers. And the problem is just like Cain and Abel, this is still going on. So today, you're doing yeah. this walk tomorrow. Yes. I, I believe probably pastor will be out there. There's so much about social justice and yes. being the voice yeah. of the not head. So and, and here's the thing. Let's say I was planning a church in Huntington, which is predominantly more white anyway. Right. And, and maybe they'll put an MLK Boulevard in here somewhere. Maybe that will have an effect, you know, but what would you even speak into me to say, Brian, <laughs> Here's what you want to be able to do. Granted, they were guarding some stuff because of the riots. And the, yeah. sadly, they're claiming that this weekend, the goal is to bring, you know, 20,000 people down from out of town. They want to have a huge riot. And um, I've been going to the pier most days just to ride my bike. And I've, you know, the first day after kind of the Saturday when it got a bit crazy, a black gentleman standing outside of um, Baskin Robbins. I'm with my son and he's got a sign that, you know, um, black and proud. Which if there was never any racism, that could sound like, oh, are you glad you're not white or Chinese? That isn't what he's saying. Right, so I as you. I rolled by him, I said, um, God bless you. And I said, I stand with you. And then my son, Jude, who's next to me, who's 10, you know, I, I said it, I had to get to the stop sign. But my son's like, Daddy, start smiling. And I'm like, well, yeah, because he just wants us to see him and a fit. And he can work out his own struggles, you know, whatever someone said or did. And then as I went down last night, there was two Mexican kids. And one of them was in tears and he's just, you know, he's holding up signs. Some people are opposed to what they're saying. Some aren't. No one in Huntington's really caring. You know, they want peaceful protests, but this kid's passionate. He's the guy that would go tomorrow with you, with me and would walk. But like you're saying, here's the problem now. Saturday, they're thinking, are there going to be piles of bricks somewhere? Is someone going to put a brick through that window? Are we going to have another black lady coming out of a shop saying, this is my my business. And look, and and your point about the grandmother is so true. They don't go beyond one block to a CVS. They don't. And we're just, and we're making the, the COVID bitterness and the frustration. Now this is coming and it's crazy. But I'm saying for me, if I was, I mean, I'm part of a church here. I love our church, you know, branches, but if I would plan a church, would you be like, Brian, here's what you could miss. And here's what I want you to know. I mean, what advice would you give me just as my friend, you know? So <laughs> I think <laughs> as the, a, spot. the one thing that we as faith leaders have to do is be uncomfortable with the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be co- uncomfortable with truth. And that's what truth should make us feel. Yeah. It either should con- convict us, mm-hmm. confirm us, yeah. um, tra- change it, whatever it should, it, you know, we got to be uncomfortable with the truth. Yeah. And, and many times I know that as pastors, we want to preach everyone these joyous messages. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> we have to be like Paul, where he says, I didn't mean for my letter to be yeah. so terse, you know, yeah. but I did it in love. Yeah. We are going to find that our messages, although centered in the word of God, centered mm. in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, but they're going to they're going to kind of pierce yeah. for a while while we bring ourselves into correction. Yeah. And uh, David says something I, uh, I mentioned it earlier today. I was on a Zoom call 
But um, you zooming everywhere now. Oh, my God. In (laughs) Psalms 32 and 3, David says, when I refuse to confess my sin, my body um, uh, wasted away. Yeah. You know, uh, through my, though I groaned all night. And yeah. so I think there's a place where America, we have to confess our unrighteousness mm-hmm. to particularly black Americans. And I'm not speaking after me. I mean, uh, you know, uh, where we, we restitute, you know, everybody's restitutions and all of that. Yeah. Just acknowledging that racism has been a yeah. massive um, uh, place of deficiency for uh, for Black Americans. Yeah. So when we can do that, and America literally begins to shift our policies and yeah. how we engage each other, how we judge each other, how we um, how we um, institutionalize yeah. each other. When we can do that, we will see uh, like a shift. Yeah. But I'm like you. Yeah. Which vial is God pouring out on the earth? You yeah. Know, where are we in? The, the the heavenly realm where are yeah. we in this the eschatology of his timing the prophetic yeah. utterances of the gospels i think this is a man we're walking in some manifestations of that now yeah we are going to have to go through this, <laughs> this period but i know on the end the word mm-hmm. says that even though we we are in trials we're still victorious so yeah i just think that there's so many layers we've yet to peel back mm-hmm. and, and and the problem is not everybody in america is a believer yeah, you know, yeah. you've got so many, you know, we're like Mars Hill, you know, here's yeah. a, you know for the unknown God. So, yeah, when Paul went and preached there and that's who and that's what I was thinking, you know, I, I pictured almost me coming and speaking at your church or you coming and saying, well, Brian, you planted this which church. Which you will be doing. Which yeah, you yeah, will yeah. Be doing. Well, I'll tell you get, this. Get ready, bro. <laughs> I go to, well, you got on the phone today in the fire. I was like ready to get going. Yeah. I go, I go out to Indianapolis once in a while and my, my, my white pastor friend and my black pastor friend have a church together and it's called the blended church. Oh. And they literally told me, and I couldn't believe it. It's one of my only examples of racism I've seen. And they said, look, we live in a part of town where we've got a black community and a white community and they go, man, they are just opposed to each other. And they said, when we started the building, we don't know who it was, but someone went around and glued all the locks to the church. And I'll tell you, it was right after my mother passed away. I went there to preach on a mother's day and the front row was like 15 black women. And if you could have heard the way my preaching was by the end of the service, all right, bro. I'm a guy without rhythm and I was ready to start running around. And they were like, and I tell you, I didn't cry when my mom passed because, you know, we were mourning or sickness at the time. And this little old black lady with this big blue thing on her head, she's like, where's your mom today? And when I said, you know, well, she passed, she just broke and she got hold of me and that emotion that's the time when I'm like, you know, it was, it was a woman loving on me. And that was the first time I like cried with someone like that. Oh. But I'm just saying that to say, even, I mean, you know, my mom's going to be with the Lord. She graduated. She is good. I, I actually, I say this a lot, but I, I just feel like I know she's there. So I'm like, mom, you're yeah. good to go. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Yes. But my point was even to go back to if I was planning a church and what do you preach? This idea that an eye for an eye, you know, when we look at the Old Testament, the idea an eye for an eye, which is kind of where America is right now, sadly, is you can only pay restitution this far because if you don't, you're going to do even more damage. And even the idea of um, Samson, he went and just destroyed everyone. And that isn't it. And so when Jesus says, no, 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 whoever looks at brother with hate, because what we would have to do now is say, guys, there really is a racism that's existed. And that's why even, you know, my, my friend Atiba, when he came to Orange County 20 years ago, photographer, he's laughing, oh, you guys don't have BET yet. How do you know what this meant? I'm from Liverpool. So I get why that's there. I get why the guy on the side of the street's holding the sign. I get why you feel this oppressiveness. And now it's got to be like, hey guys, how do we get to that place where it hits the door and we're like, okay, we've got it. Like Morgan Freeman says, how do we get rid of this? And he says, you just stop talking about it. While I get it, there's still elements of it. I remember when Oprah asked, you know, what was that girl's name? Um, Raven. You know, there's so much racism. How do you feel as an African-American? And she challenged Oprah and said, well, I'm not an African-American. I'm an American. Is that a Mexican-American or whatever? And I get the point, but I'm saying, I want to see where there's a peace, you know, police injustice, but a black man was murdered. And there's plenty of white people that are murdered by police as well. But this is a topic of the day 
whether it's political or not, it's really there. And I just hope, like you said, the parasites and the craziness of it, like that's the fear for Huntington. We don't want those groups to come and steal the protest. I'd love to see a four-hour peaceful protest right. all the way through through Main Street. Right. Police, let's tighten. But like you said, the community also needs to feel loved. Where the danger is, if it goes an eye for an eye, people won't even be able to feel that love. Right. You know what I mean? That woman, when she hugged me in that church, for one, I'm a believer. For two, I'm preaching to you today. You have a black and a white pastor called the blended church, which is some would say, why even go there? It's all about Christ. Of course it is. Right. But Jesus wants us to mourn with those who mourn. So can we get this to where it's as good as we want it one day? I mean, that's mm. the OCD and me and the perfection. We don't get to have that right now, but we can do more. You know, even if it is a politicalized thing, even if it is a news media thing to get yeah. the hits, but yeah, so you're gonna do this walk, um, yeah. and then and then what are you seeing unfolding? I mean, is is there more looting you you're expecting for Long Beach? Are we gonna see this in Huntington, or are you like, have you really seen the protesters? They're really mourning that that's even happened as well now, and they want to just get on with let's make things right. You know, we've had um, yesterday there were probably a thousand people down at the bluff at the at the beach. Wow, at the beach. Yeah, not a. Not an an activity God. Of, of 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 violence or yeah. criminal activity. Not not anything. It was extremely peaceful. Yeah, they have one right now, or it should maybe it's over by now. That was at City Hall. It was a sit-in, mm. and uh, I haven't been on the news, but you know we'll see how that went. Yeah. I think our city, but one of the one of the indicators that it's better. Yeah, that on Monday we had a four o'clock curfew in the city, five a.m. to four p.m. Yeah, on Tuesday it went to five o'clock. Wednesday or yesterday, I think it was around um, maybe six o'clock. Today, it's lifted. So wow! So the trusting kind of, people being out. Yeah. So yeah. those are kind of the indicators on what the expectations are of law mm-hmm. enforcement. They're yeah. not enforcing the curfew right now, which makes it gives us a little bit more like calm and feel a little safer yeah. navigating the streets because we're not under a curfew. And I think a lot of our um, our National Guard yeah. have been dismissed. Yeah. And that's the point is, is you're looking at this like if I was going to protest, I want you to be able to see me because I believe the people I know in Huntington, if, if you could see th- like three to hundred people, 500 people, a thousand people sitting there really mourning, talking through it, I think the news will be filled with people that are praying, that are loving, that are caring. Awesome. I think it would last for three weeks. People, yes. we go down there and do worship times of worship. People come out of the woodwork and they're crying and the weeping. But like you said, whether it's we wrestle not with flesh and blood, there's definitely principalities at work and powers, whether it's there's bitterness in certain groups to sabotage, my thing to encourage all these people is I think Hollywood and actors and that as well are trying to almost milk this where they're, they're either sitting back or they're not saying enough. They need to say, and I love that you said this, that man was murdered. murdered. And if I was there and I pushed that cop off, that guy would probably be alive today. And I'll tell you this, I've been doing jujitsu for three years. If I mm. sat on anyone, anyone with my knee like that, my professor would put me out of that gym because I have... I have military friends and special forces friends. I have amazing cops, you know, black, white, everything in our church. That's not what they would do. And we don't know the reason why, but it is true. Like that he felt he could do that. And I'll tell you, I haven't watched the video because they're going to make me feel sick. I've seen some other things, but the fact that he even cried out for his mom after she'd been passed tells you what's going on. If a cop doesn't understand that, so man, that's a. I know you haven't seen the video, but I yeah. think for me, yeah, I, I I saw a spirit attached to the officer. Yeah, I need a to watch it now that you're saying this. Spirit of the very, it's the Bible says. I, I mean, we we know the yeah. eyes are the mirror to the soul. Yeah, you can watch how someone dim or activates their behavior and demonstrates their behavior. Yeah, get a sense. This is demonic. Yeah, there's something because that, his comfort level is is he puts his hands in his pockets and just like he's watching a movie at home and yeah. literally shifts his weight, you know, yeah. regularly. Yeah, and your knee right here, practice. but here 
Yeah, there's a That's practice like, that's approved by Post Peace Officer Standards and Training yeah. in California. Post is world is is nationwide, but everything that they do, they have a practice that's attached to it that has to be approved. And everything he did after about thirty seconds was was, was wasn't it like six of, minutes or something? Wasn't eight, it like eight minutes actually? But once they had handcuffs on him, and he yeah, wasn't why do anything? Yeah. So everything after about him over seconds, he runs getting off. handcuffed, yes, yeah. was outside of, of, of policy. So now what's at risk is your. We there's something in policing called qualified immunity, which means they have the right to stop to to to, to stop your freedom, yeah. your mobility at any time because they're immune and they can't be prosecuted if they do it within yeah. the policies. But once they step outside the policies and protocols of your governing bodies, yep. now their qualified immunity is at risk. If somebody uh, in uh, you mean for uh, the police officer, right? Once yes. he, yeah, once he steps outside of policy, yeah, because the policy is there to protect his, him and me. His, and his you, qualified yeah. immunity is at risk. That means if someone sues him, they don't just sue the city. They sue. They can sue him personally for his house, for his livelihood. Yeah, right. yeah. He is personally liable, and I think that it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because the laws wow. in Minneapolis are different than the laws in California. Well, that's so, I remember skating years ago. You know, in skaters, we go skate in school. There's no such thing yeah. as, a, as a you don't get a skateboard ticket. You get a trespassing or vandalization. Yep. And I remember right when my wife was just giving birth to my son. So, so you've got a, a van, it's a 15 passenger van, all these pros skating in a school and my wife's in the back nursing. Now a cop wow. shows up and he doesn't know that my wife's in the back. So as I go up to the side of the car and go to open it, he comes running over to me, swearing at and shouting me, gets a hold of me, goes to push me in the van. And I'm like, and I'm like this, you know, 20 year old kid or something. And he's a white cop, but he shows me in the van and I'm like, babe, do you see this? And he right away let go, right away got out of there. And exactly what Witness. you're saying is true. And so that to me was like, the people I know, I know them, but they're also friends with me. And I'm not yeah. saying this to, to create problems with cops and all the rest of right. it. You've got good pastors, bad pastors. You've got right. good skaters, bad, that's it. But right. if this thing is able then to generate interest where we, and just hopefully it doesn't go the other way where then now you've got this idea that because someone's white or different ethnicity, they, like that's what David Harris was saying. He's like, my mom's white, and the idea that I would make her kneel for me, and I go, well, no, she's not kneeling just for you. This is representing everything you just said. Makes me kind of mad that you had to have racial etiquette. It's it's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? What it says is, I I have a love and respect my fellow man. Granted, that's not something I'm guilty of. But what it should be is like, no, I choose. Praise God that hopefully Pastor Darren. I'm sure if he's not busy, they'll all be out there and everything as well. But might be, yeah. But Long Beach is, you know, give him a big hug and kiss from me. I and will. <laughs> well, so, social distancing right now, physical distancing. Right? But <laughs> we still. That's the other thing. We, like, what's we, going we, we, on? We still can work on something. We, you know, we've well, been, these people are robbing hundred thousand dollar cars, but they're going to have COVID now. Suppose I mean, honestly, I'll be open. You know, a lot of my listeners love when we go here. I don't trust a lot of what's going on. I trust what's in front of me. I see you. You're real. You're doing what you're doing. That's my brother. We're in Christ. That's good. But all the other stuff that we're being fed and that I'm like, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen with the president or not. I don't know what's going to happen with, and, and even revelation. I need to probably do some episodes where I get a couple of pre-tribbers on mid-tribbers, post-trib, and we just kind of get messy for a few episodes. And the important thing is we pray, we believe, and we know that Jesus is also. Well, it is yeah. 9.30. I know you got to get up early, but any any thoughts or anything like that before? I, I definitely want you to be able to pray for us tonight as well and just okay. anything you're thinking or feeling. Or- well, one of the things that I love what you mentioned is that, you know, with your experience in uh, martial arts, had you yeah. been there? And I know that probably was on the heart of many, but the problem is yeah. that they would have been at risk. Yeah. And if you touch a police officer while he's in a, a line of duty, yeah, that's a class A felony. That's a felony. felony. Yeah. Wow. Now, what would have happened is people, because then Floyd may have lived, You're then right. there wouldn't be this great fervor. And that person, although doing the right thing, would have ended up in the wrong place. We'd have never heard about it. There's another guy getting arrested who's bruised and now that guy's life's changed. With with law enforcement. So he would have been in prison. The responsibility clearly Mm. fell on the other officers 
clearly. This is making sense. Yeah. Responsibility, but there's a code. Yeah. If you, um, if you, if you, if you interfere or try to de-escalate a situation, mm-hmm. even you know, in front of other officers, now Def- you get labeled. Yeah. And now you know. Now when you partner with other partners, and when you're out on your beat, number one, if you put in an, a, a, a code yeah. of three, and you're out on the beat, <laughs> they're they're not going to drive that fast to get to you to help you because you're yeah. labeled. And so there was this whole hmm. behavior that allowed that required that, that the young man in the front was doing his job. You mean the Asian oh, gentleman that was facing yes, outward? He right. was just, he was doing his job because I could go hit him with a bottle. I could go pull a knife he out. So he has to protect. Off. He could touch him and go, Hey, let me take it from here. You know, let me, but sometimes it's your superior. And so you dare not interfere with this. That's mm-hmm. the code. Yeah, this is know? the stuff people need to hear. Cause there is a system right. that these people would know. Right. And that's but the crazy. That's why they're all in jail. Now they were duplicitous. And so once they've reviewed the information, there was no reason that one of them, yeah, four of them, one of three others outside of the one on his mm-hmm. neck, three others. Well, well that's the, the sad thing is since then I seen that there was a, a young woman, a young man, both black driving through, and you've probably seen the video driving through Atlanta and the cops. And you know, yes, there was three black, uh, one white, maybe a Latino, they're just probably fired up from everything as well, but they end up grabbing her, tasering her, and grabbing the guy who's like this skinny looking kid. They they try and smash his window like 15 times, stick a knife in his tire. And then I just heard today that they actually broke his wrist getting him out the car. If I have to pull you out the car, do I break your wrist and I'm 240 in muscle? and, And here's the sad thing is we've had four or five black men and women dead from this we've had a couple of people and latino run over we've had people losing their eyes i seen i don't know why for the love of god the white guy in texas who ran outside of his store with a sword and yelled at people and he got jumped and i mean i'll tell you the footage i've seen crazy things in my life i've had friends in high level military and things they've sent me i wouldn't want my kids to ever see and it was it was so disgusting which is why i think even things like this are important that were like People need to be condemning the rioting, but we need to be for protests. And we Absolutely. need to at least say, guys, we see this. We, we need to get it to level playing ground. Granted, the world's sinful. And you made the point. They're not believers. It isn't the color of our skin. It's the color of not even our blood, but his blood. You know, yeah, that's the only place it all makes sense. So, and, and I just, at our church a few weeks ago, it was on a prior episode, but that verse in First Peter where he says, do not repay evil for evil or insult for insult, but do good to this you were called. And that's what I think would be a good place to leave this and get you yeah. to pray for us in a moment. But you and I are alive today, not just because of racism, not just because of things happen to kids, not just because of whatever, for all of that in the name of Jesus as the word of the Lord goes out. So. I think we were birthed and prepared for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. None of this is a surprise to God. He's not in heaven. Yeah. Going, hey, you killed that young <laughs> man. Hey, there's COVID. Yeah. All of this yeah. is God's permissive will for some yeah. reason. Permissive will. Same yeah. Permissive will that he allowed Job to have to navigate his mm-hmm. trauma. And he didn't even know Bro, why. Yeah. Never got an explanation. Yeah. Okay. I'm picking you. You're the best right now. You're the purest yeah. right now. <laughs> Your divine is the most righteous right now. So Amen. in this interesting space that believers and every believer that's listening to me right now, mm-hmm. you need to double down on your faith. Yeah. Really believe God. And so that's where I encourage everyone is this is if we're really Christians. Yeah. He has us here for such a mm-hmm. time as this. The and prophets, priests, and kings. Yeah. What he expects of us, we can't disappoint him. Mm. We, we have to be on the right side of history, particularly spiritual and biblical pr- prophecy. We have yeah. to be on the right side of that. And that's what I want to encourage everyone. Man, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. We're going to connect. I'm, when you need of me course. down in I'm rolling down <laughs> there. You know, well, that's, uh, that's the, what you're saying. And I want to close and then invite you in yeah. to pray and leave. But there is this Saturday a bunch of the surfers have said, we're going to have a paddle out for George, you know, so in Huntington, a lot of the surfers go do that. Hopefully that's a light to the world. And, and hopefully it isn't out of fear because they're like, well, we're now being typecast, you know, because there's a lot of churches here with black people in a lot. You know, I I had a friend that 
when I first moved here, I was an amateur skateboarder and his mom, his dad, and he had five or six brothers, no sisters, little Mexican kid. I mean, sweet little kid, part of the church. And later on, I met him again when he was like, you know, 15, 16, my wife delivers food. She's a vegan to his wife. And he messaged me after he went downtown one day and he said, Brian, I went down there to protest, but the locals who don't even know him from Huntington, he said, someone called me something and he was so sure because he's never experienced racism in that way. And they didn't call me, you know, end this or that or that, but they just said something and I could just tell it just hurt him. And that was kind of my heart of, I would hate him to take that and think that represents 80% of the people we run into. You know what I mean? So that's the heart. My prayer is let's do the prayer walk. Let's do the paddle out. Let's do whatever. But the people would say it has to stop here. And it has to be that we see everyone as gods. And that's the season we move into. So, um, but tomorrow, first of all, you're going to walk where tomorrow? What's the name of the place you're going? You're in. We're, we're going well, to be part of the town. At yeah. The heart of the hood. Well, heart, heart of, of the hood, hood, if you would. Yeah. <laughs> I grew where I grew up. As okay. Fact, but it's Martin Luther King Boulevard yeah, and that's right. Pacific Coast Highway. Okay. We're not posting it. We're not you yeah. know, advertising it because we really want it to be believers. Amen. We're not just looking for people who want to do something nice. We really want it's people good. to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and that's that's why we're just keeping it close to our bed. We'll have a lot of people. Yeah. But we're, we don't, we don't. You know, sometimes, again, the enemy can slip in. The enemy is the most cunning and most and just slip in for the most yeah. moral reasons. And yeah, one bad situation and you're exactly. typecast by the yes, wrong news. Yeah. And right. then what's the name of your the church you're pastoring at? The Rock? I lead the Rock Christian Fellowship in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And I'm president of the Long Beach Ministers Alliance. So I've been so fortunate enough to work with them. Some amazing <laughs> faith leaders across the city. Amen. Well, yeah. I think this might have been our, our church makes fun of me because I say amen a lot. We and I do. and I joke because I like well for 24 years I wasn't a believer so I'm catching up, but um this is encouraging hearing this I know how busy you get so thank you for no. you know making the time today I apologize Feel free. It took a little bit to coordinate and oh you're good so I know I ran out to get some food and I was gonna yes. text you I'm going here do you want some <laughs> and I'm like he's probably in the midst of something serious and you yes, said I had a seven o'clock <laughs> we'll do I'm this with you. Bro. <laughs> well, we're going to be praying for you guys. Thank if you're, you. if you, when you hear this, uh, please pray for Pastor Gregory. Thank you, guys. Um, so, so much. In fact, your Instagram is just Gregory Sanders five six two. Gregory the, Sanders five, six, two is our area code. Yeah, yeah. Gregory Sanders five six two. Go over, hit him up, let him know you're praying Thank for him. You, you so will much. have people oh, that God. will do this. Believe me, I'm people. So grateful. They will be, and we're going to be praying. But would you just pray for whatever you feel led as far as um, the world right now, America right now, and what the heart of tomorrow will be, and then we can uh, get everyone to bed. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brian. (laughs) Of course. Um, Let's pray. Um, God, we just thank you right now. We bless you for this moment, which you designed at the same time you framed the earth. We were supposed to connect tonight. So we're grateful that your will Mm. will be honored in every word that was exchanged, every moment that we shared together, this space, this shared space. And we -hmm. we were able to share our emotions. We have shared feelings, oh God. And I thank you for every person that will engage this podcast. Heavenly Father, Mm. I pray right now, not only for them, but their households and everything they they have assignment over. I pray for any sickness. I pray Mm. for any lack. I pray for any areas of pain and grief and hurt that have not been resolved. And I plead the blood of our marriages and parenting mm. and children and the influences that all of this will pour, play out on the next generation. God. Amen. So we thank you, God. You're Jehovah Nisi. Thank you that tomorrow <laughs> you're already there. You're there tonight preparing <laughs> the way for us. We yes, bless God. you that there's families that will benefit, God, and we were reminded yes, Lord. that we love them and we care for them. So, God, let every step we take be ordained. Let it be as in the Bible where you've given us this mm. territory. So as we step, God, you step yes, with us. We As we walk and we march, oh God, we do it with joy and authority, commanding every demon, 
every level of darkness, every yes, spirit God. of evil, every spirit of lack, depression, suicide. We yes, bind God. it right now in the name of Jesus. And I lift up Brian right now for his heart to share the gospel with not just Huntington Beach, but the world, Heavenly Father, the bless Lord. his family, bless his marriage, bless mm. his children, bless his vision, bless his so, ministry. Mm. Thank you for the heart of David in a man mm. who is so humble, but yet so viciously violent for the Holy Spirit. He He's unapologetic about his grace and unapologetic about his faith, oh God. Yes. So thank you for that boldness. <laughs> we love you tonight. We absolutely give you all of the glory. Yes, in the name of Jesus, we declare it done. Amen. 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 I love you, man. You too. I mean, this is for those who aren't believers, how you can meet someone and connect for a few hours. And it's such a testimony of the Holy Spirit that you're just family. You're just, Bruh. that's it. It's done. You know, like if I wasn't doing something else, I'd make sure I was there tomorrow. And, and we need that spirit to be what goes that's across it. the earth. That's the mustard seed faith in believers that's where it. two or more are gathered. So yes. guys, go. I'm going to try and even clip this, send the audio to Isaac. Isaac, you're going to listen to this tonight. <laughs> Hopefully he'll post it early in the morning before he oh goes to Lord. work, which he will. Oh and we can Lord. get people on the other side of America listening, praying, believing. And oh we've Lord. got to just jump on this, you know, on yeah. all of this. People who misunderstand racism, people who are feeling it, racism towards others now, all of this, we give it to the Lord. But yeah. guys, this is Brian Sumner. Pastor Gregory, and remember what we say, the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Go over and say what's up to my brother. For more about me, go to bryansumner.net. Thank you for (laughs) the cheesy things like the follows, the shares, the (laughs) likes. Believe it or not, that gets these conversations into homes, into cars, into minds and hearts. Holy Spirit, go in Jesus' name. We love you all. Bless you guys. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, family. You're all my family. Amen. Thank you, Brian. This has been brought to you by the One Story Podcast.